people say to me, like, I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want to be financially free. I want to be wealthy. I want a career. I want to follow my passion. You know how you get all of those things? Give them to others. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right. Um, well, I mean, you just took a, um, was it heralded? Is that a word? Uh, heralded trip with your family. Yeah. Uh, anything that that brought up for you as far as like just, just your own things in general? You know what? I have to say, so um, for those that don't know or don't follow me personally on Facebook, um, I went on my first family road trip. Uh, with my kids. My kids are now five and a half and four and change. Um, and it's funny, Guy and I grew up, we did did a ton of road trips with our parents. I was telling friends, bro, do you remember that dad in the Ford Escort dropped the seats and put like a pseudo mattress and yeah, yeah, yeah. for totally. hours laying down on a mattress? Yeah, 100% safe. Yeah. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like thinking about this stuff. I was like, how did this fly like 20 years ago like how yeah. is that a thing or or that they had station wagons that you'd sit in the back while facing the oncoming traffic yeah like that, like that with, wouldn't kill you if a car hit you with no seat belts mind you yeah exactly so there's, a, there's actually one of those cars right on my street corner one really? of somebody, somebody still has a station wagon so it's something i've been looking forward to for a long long time i just have such good memories of of us going to see things and going to different places and actually one of the places one of the first stops of the place that we went to was somewhere that we had all gone as a family together, which was the uh, National Aquarium in Baltimore. And it is just as good as I remember it. The kids had an absolute ball. It was so fun. And if I, so I'll tell you some cute stuff and then I'll tell you like, let me just start by saying that the, mm-hmm. one of the, the most incredible things that I'm noticing as I'm raising my children is how much they are a product of what you do. And what I mean by that is I think a lot of parents have these ideas of like, well, I want my kid to do this, or I want my kid to behave this way or that way. And we have a lot of things that we tell them, you know, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. What I'm becoming more and more and more aware of is that it has very little to do with that and almost entirely them mimicking you. Mm. Um, and so what I mean by that is them mimicking the things that you do. I don't know if for those of you guys that follow me on Facebook, you've probably seen like Shia workout videos with me. Uh, <laughs> anytime that he's home and I'm working out, he wants to work out with me. The kids both did transcendental meditation. Uh, they went through the course and they asked to meditate mostly because they walk into our room and I'm meditating or reading. 
Shia absolutely loves to read. Um, so much so that I actually saw him with his, uh, I guess his cousin is now two years older. Mm-hmm. And um, he reads better than her. Um, and it's really because he just loves to read. Like he'll go to bed, he'll read, he'll, he'll wake up, he'll read. Um, and then one of the uh, coolest things was they know that I listen to audiobooks. So on the road trip, I asked them, I was like, hey, listen, you know, we're going to be in the car for a long time. So just listening to music. One of the things we could do is what I do is I, I listen to audiobooks. So um, we went through some options. I did a little bit of research and uh, we ended up finding this book called Wonder which is fantastic by the way for like anybody that has kids regardless of age anyone from like young to potentially even middle school or something like that uh excellent book and shy is like full-on addicted to the point that we were sitting at dinner last night and he was like can we put on the audiobook while we're eating dinner oh wow and he just loves it and i was shocked i mean we listened to probably i want to say about four plus five hours, let's say four to five hours of this audiobook. Last night we went to bed instead of reading books. He's like, can we listen to the audiobook? And I was just, he was asking me, he's like, you know, how many audiobooks have you listened to in your life and this and that. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys. Cause I know there's a lot of things that we tell our kids what we want and how we want them to live and things like that. And think for yourself, like very rarely did, did the things that your parents told you, you either did. Right. So I think leading by example, I know is something that we, we've all been taught and I'm just watching it in action. And I can tell you that it is far more effective. Um, and so if you want your kids to treat others with respect and love, you know, then make sure that they see you and your husband or wife treating each other with that respect and love. Uh, my kids are so cute with each other. They're like, run around and give each other hugs and kisses, you know, and they'll, they'll even say the same things that we say to them, the same things that we say to each other. They'll do it to others. They were with a bunch of group of kids this, uh, all, all throughout the week, different kids and just watching them interact. It's, it's incredible to see. And I think as coaches, it's something that, that guy and I have known for a long time, right? Like it's much easier to talk at people and tell them like, this is how you live your life. This is what you do. Da, da, da. Ultimately, I think the people that get the most value out of our Have It All Academy, that get the most value of our Ascension program, get the most value out of working with us one-on-one, it's because they choose to live a life um, in a similar fashion to, to Guy and I with really high regard for integrity. Um, and what I mean by that is like really, really high regard for what comes out of their mouth and, and being vigilant about what comes out of their mouth. Uh, 100% responsibility, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about today uh, because it's been coming up a lot in, in my circle. So I'm sure it's kind of in the ether, like the 100%, 0%. Yeah. And I'll just say not just our, not just our students, our, our friends, our social yeah. circles, like everyone we spend time with, you know, these are the kind of uh, characteristics and, and ideals I look for with the people that I spend time around and not like judging anybody who's not operating that way. Just looking at, and we talked about it like last week too, just, you know, having people around you who are in alignment with what you're up to and lovingly letting go of things that just, just like you would let go of ideas that no longer serve you, letting go of people that no longer serve you, circumstances that no longer serve you, all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Danny's actually watching, I think on my account, not the story prime account. And he was uh, Dan Flanick, who's in our academy. And he was saying, my mom was a Jane Fonda type aerobics instructor in the nineties. 
mm. sit in the back of her class and watch her teach. Now I own my own gym. Coincidence? Mm. I think not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that's, you know, guy and I, my dad actually this morning, uh, they're about to sell their house and he threw out something like 30 years worth of car magazines no shit. You know, guy and I love cars, love knowing about cars, love driving cars. Um, and well, he even so- wrote in his email, he was like, you know, it's, it's, it's that it's incredible how my love of that transferred over, um, in through our family. And, and I, I found it to be incredibly, incredibly true. Um, well, let's take this idea out, uh, into more usable ways than just children. You know, when we meet people and we, we shake hands, right, we start telling each other stories and, and we're also mimicking each other. Yeah. So the way you're going to be with people is the way they're going to be with you. If you exhibit anger towards them, they're going to exhibit anger towards you. If you're going to exhibit love towards them, they're going to mimic that relationship also. Uh, I don't think that's just applicable to kids. And I think, you know, we've been talking about this more and more. In fact, just almost like dropping the idea of an adult altogether. There's no such thing as an adult or child. There's just a, there's a big child and there's a small child. Yeah. Um, for the most part, we don't really grow up. We kind of relegate ourselves to this way of being. As an adult, I think we're just a, a lesser of a natural state than we were as a child because of all the beliefs and stuff that we've stacked on top of ourselves. So again, we like look as children as having phases, going through things. And as an adult, there's just a way of saying that there's certain energy that's available to you right now. And, you know, that's adult speak for you're going through a phase. And... I think oftentimes because we don't relate to everybody as a child is actually where we get in trouble. You know, like it's where we get in trouble in our relationships. If you did relate to people like they were just hurt children or children that didn't understand, everything would come with empathy. You know, you're never going to yell at a child for not understanding something. But as an adult, it's like, oh, you have all these expectations that you're supposed to understand everything. Um, At the end of the day, you don't know what anybody's experiences are. You don't know what their frame of mind is. You don't know what their level of focus is in that moment or their clarity on what's being said or what uh, frame that they're operating from. And yet, you know, as for children, we give them a pass on all that stuff. Yeah. With pets, we do the same thing. That's why we love pets, right? Like I have cats. I'm not gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say that cats are like children, but to some degree, like when they're doing shit around the house or destroying things or peeing here, they're peeing there, you know, like kicking them and yelling at them and making them feel shame and guilt and, guilt and all that stuff. And yet, you know, I think we can apply this to any really any relationship, including the ones ourselves. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious from those of you guys that are listening right now, how this is resonating with you, whether you have kids or not, uh, or like Danny, you know, he he picked it up and, and kind of mapped it on his own life. Um, and I, I will tell you that this works both ways, right? I was giving you kind of the the really positive example. Um, this also works in the, I don't want to say negative, but in the habits that you don't necessarily like that you have um, from things like um, alcoholism to, uh, you know, people that, that uh, physically abuse or mentally abuse others. Uh, these are all really learned responses, responses that, that you just mimicked. You know, I, I think as human beings, the way we learn is by mimicking uh, more than anything else in life. It's the reason that, and, and by mimic, I don't mean like you necessarily need to physically see someone do it. Although I think that's the fastest way that we learn. Also, when you're reading books, you know, when you're reading books about someone's life or something that someone's going through, that's mimicking as well. You experience that via their 
story via their experience of life. Now, I don't think that's as deep as um, when you physically go through it or physically see it. Um, and it's still mimicking. So I'm just curious to see where where this is landing for you guys. So let me just say hi to Well, you. well also, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, what, what people, we have, if there's anything that science is, is proving over these last 20 years, and I'm reading Stealing Fire, which is just awesome. Yeah. So that just tickles me everywhere I want to be tickled. And um, if you're not reading that book, it's fantastic uh, by Stephen Cutler. And if there's anything that we're seeing is that we're completely malleable beings. Completely. And yet, so often with relationships, again, it's all relationships, just treating them like they're static. Like there's some kind of like fixed way, some locked in way that that relationship is. That person's never going to change. It's not that they're not changing. You're not repatterning. They're not repatterning. Mm. If, if you were to get conscious over what's not working for the very thing that you're not getting from that relationship, it's because you're not giving that in that the relationship. Oh, so and, good. And if you were to start giving that in that relationship, you would start getting that in that relationship. You would repattern that person. In the quantum field, there is no out there. There's not even technically an in here either. There's just no out there to be dealing with. What you're dealing with is your preconceptions, your subconscious beliefs, and you're transposing on what you're calling somebody else, and you're interacting with yourself. What you don't like about somebody else is what you don't like about yourself, and it's the thing you tell yourself you're not, and it's the thing that you're not dealing with that you are, and you're not whole and complete about it. So it's this really beautiful thing of creating this dynamic where you start looking at everyone like children, which also allows you to kind of be in a state of discovery with them like you are with children. Because why is a road trip fun, right? A road trip that Elon's taken before. I mean, he's seen an aquarium before. We're going to Disney in December. Uh, with the kids. Like I, I'm not that big, you know, don't really care too much to go to Disney world, but I'm excited to see the kids get excited about Disney world. Right. And it's that like, I'm going to see it through their eyes experience that makes me excited because then I get to discover Disney world. Like it's brand new. And it's, you know, it's really this holographic experience of like, where do you position yourself in terms of the way that you're viewing your world? And if you have a fixed archetype, everybody around you has a fixed archetype. Yeah. And when you become malleable or you choose to become malleable more succinctly, and this is why developmental work just works. I just wrote a whole post like invest in yourself. People say invest in hard work. I say invest in yourself. You want to do the hard work, do the hard work on you. Everything else takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. So it's like that malleability just makes the whole world malleable. You, you want it to be effortless and easy. You got to become effortless and easy on the inside. You got to be, if, if you're every time that you're struggling, you're beating the shit out of yourself. You're generating a world that's beating the shit out of you and people that are beating the shit out of you. And then you go, I don't know why, why everything's so hard. It's like, well, you're hard on yourself. It starts at home. If every time something happened, you were like, oh, and you're like this little kid, he just doesn't understand right now. Like, let's be gentle. Let's apply love. Let's have gratitude. Let's have empathy. Let's go back into mystery. What do I get to create right now? The world responds in kind. Everything is a mirror for you. Yeah. A couple of things I, I just want to say. One is, you know, uh, Matt was saying that uh, we definitely mimic each other, especially children, mimic adults. Also, we, we mimic you two guys. So just to say that, something to that, I, I, I think there's a lot of truth in that we seek to be around those that there's something that they have that we believe we don't have at that level. 
and we want to learn and mimic from them. And mm-hmm. I remember every, every mentor we've ever worked with and every person we've ever had the privilege of working with is Guy and I handpicked to work with them because they had something that we were like, wow, if I had that present in my life, my life would be unbelievable. And we just soaked in everything that they shared with us and put it to practice. That's the, the, the key I want to say. It's like, it's not enough just being around people. That's a great start. Interacting with them, getting coaching, being around, and then implementing that in your life. Because here's the thing, whatever you see in them is already in you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see it in them, first of all. What you're looking for is to remember how to use that in your life or otherwise be used by it in your life. So your experience of that will always be your experience of that, right? You can't mimicking someone to the exact way. That's not realistic. It's always your variation of that dance, if you will. And that's what we're really, really looking for. Um, So Whatever you guys see in us, I just want to drive home to you that you only see in us what you already have mm-hmm. in yourself. We are just mirrors for you to see that. Now, maybe you don't believe or you don't uh, agree that you are worthy of or, or good enough to have that thing or whatever it is, right? And I want you to know that you wouldn't possibly be able to see it. If you didn't have it now, you might say, Hey, I really want to develop that skill. Right. You know, like Ryan saying, uh, well, I should, I sure would be thrilled to mimic half of what you represent and you're working on it. And I would tell you that you most certainly are already doing that. It just, you see us doing it at a different level. And, and again, we've said this before. We'll say it again. Everything that guy and I share with you and every way that we be is a learned way of being. We weren't born this way. We didn't genetically program it, nothing. We've just been doing this for 14 plus years every single day. Well, I want to get more succinct with the language. So um, it's not what we're doing. It's how we're being mm-hmm. that's changed. And even when you said we, we, we've handpicked mentors through our life because of something that we saw that they were doing which is a lot of the reasons why people choose us as mentors too, because of what we're doing. However, it's not, it's not the doing that creates the result. It's all in the being. The doing uh, is the blueprint and the clues that are left behind to show you the path that one would need to walk to discover that way of being for themselves inside of their own holographic experience. Yeah. Okay. So it means that the way that we're operating in the state of being like you might mimic what we're doing, but your being won't match it until the experience, you have enough experience to discover and remember your own truth. And it doesn't mean that the truth that you'll remember is the same truth Elon and I remembered. So I'll give you an example. Like, you know, we used to be at Landmark and like a, a woman go, would go up there and share about some um, like sexual abuse or rape or something like that. I've never been raped or had sexual abuse done to me. And in any like, you know, remarkable way, I would say. Um, yet I can completely empathize with that energy. I know that way of being, right? There's di- different truth has led me to that sensation within my field of experience. 
And that goes for everything. That's for abundance. That's for love, da, 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 right? So on and so forth. There, there's a commonality, a common thread between our human experience. And it doesn't really necessarily live in the world of doing. How I mean, if doing was all that was required, all of us can go just do what Warren Buffett does and we'll get Warren Buffett's results. But I promise you, there's a lot of people trying to do what Warren Buffett does and do not get Warren Buffett results. Because there's something that he's managed to understand through his holographic experience truth that allows for him to have a relationship in his state of being to the way that money is as an energy that he just magnetizes it like crazy. And he can do flips in the air and try and explain to you what that is. And all it will be is just clues of ways for you to go to discover that for yourself. It'll never actually be that experience. I want you guys to get related to this as well. And I wrote, what do you see in us that you're looking to enhance in your life? What I want you to see is that it is part of you. And what you're looking for, in fact, is an enhanced experience of that. And that might be that it's unconsciously done now and you want to bring it to the conscious, right? So it's like it's happened, you've had experiences, and you don't quite know how to tap into it. Um, it might be that, say, like in the world of creation or manifesting, like you've all created and manifested, and maybe it's that you want to create or manifest with increased velocity or increased depth, right? And so we surround ourselves with people that have an ability, hopefully, to share with us that enhanced experience. Yeah, I mean, one, one more thing I, I just caught. So you said when your kids were reading, you said you, you were shocked by that, which for me is, is definitely not the When my kids do. were reading? Yeah, you said like the kids like to listen to the audiobooks. You're like, oh, I was shocked. Uh, I, would, I would just offer you to change it to elated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it was so cool. So I just, I, I can't really say too much about the experience I had yesterday. Uh, I'm a, my brain is a little bit not wired the same today. I even, uh, since I've been on here noticing how my speech patterns are a little bit different, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting <laughs> to, to be on live while you're experiencing a new you. Um, so I, I need a three day reintegration process, which I didn't even know I needed until last night. Um, but just feeling how, uh, the energy feels different. So I don't want to share too much about it cause I don't know enough about it to share. I do want to. I do want to offer this though as a, as an experiment. I'm all about <laughs> all about that experiment. And see, so this reintegration process. Um, again, I, I really just don't want to say too much about it. What, what it has left me with is an opportunity to be super conscious of not speaking from my past, which is so much harder than it seems. <laughs> Because we're just constantly sharing stories and all your stories are past-based. Like, what would it look like to have a communication and conversation that was genuinely in the present, born of nothing? Really. Notice how often the jokes you make, the sarcasm you have, uh, and everything else that's involved is constantly justification, opinions, and they're all past-based. Yeah. So we were sitting around for hours yesterday, like catching each other as we would share something or like somebody would share something. And of course, like I have like a joke or like something I want to share, blah, blah, blah. And I feel my insides going like, teach them something. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and you can't share anything. And you suddenly realize, again, it's just back to like, just be like, what would it look like? You know, I, 
pretty much I would have to shut my mouth. Like I, I even hesitantly got on here today because I'm like, okay, well, can't share anything about anything that's happened to me because that's done and over with. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like next week when this starts. How, do, how uh, does that play with, um, with coaching and training and, and experiences and things like that? I'm not saying that I can't go back to that way. Right. Cause I mean, we live in this density. There's a, there's a reason we have memory and, and past, uh, or at least the experience of that. Cause we obviously need it for, for whatever functions, or at least that's the structures we've created. I don't want to say it would be impossible to operate from that space. It's hard for me to imagine. Yeah. And I'm for boggling the mind. Like, I think that's such a good thing to do. Like people talk about being brainwashed. They're like, are you being brainwashed? I'm like, regularly <laughs> like re- like regularly and by choice in I'm fact watching this brain yeah like on, on purpose like i'm i'm scrub-a-dub dubbing that thing as often as possible if you're not i think you're the brainwashed one you know like if, if you are not investigating or reconsidering your belief systems and all you've done is picked up the shit from the past and you're operating with some ancient ass wisdom that was transformed hundreds of years ago and yet you're still operating like that's the best shit on earth guys i don't know about you but like i change my phone every fucking year and i'm mesmerized by the upgrades every single year if your beliefs are from 30 40 years ago i don't know about you guys i don't use any technology from 30 40 years ago shit is obsolete so you know like I don't know. Get on board with the brainwashing. Shit's good for me. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, like after reading Joe Dispenza, what I see is we 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 use the word susceptibility, like it's a weakness, and it's not. It might be the greatest strength on earth because when you're susceptible, I mean, granted, there's like gullibility, and you're being used. You know, you have to have a little bit better better radar than that. And like at times, maybe you will be used, or maybe you will be taken advantage of. Like that now is there's some purpose to that. But malleability is a, it's a beingness of susceptibility. It's not about being rigid. It's about being completely open to the unfathomable, the unimaginable, the possibility and the infinite. Yeah. And so when I'm, I'm very susceptible to new ideas, like hands down, I don't have the experience of being taken advantage of very often. When I was younger, I did. I think like my paradigm, I just shifted that, you know, that's not, there's never a weakness in any situation. So I just see the, the, the journey while it's happening. So I don't know if there's anything you want to share about that or what that's opened up. I don't know what, why this came up for me, but we've been watching billions and uh, there's a line that the guy said, he's like, and he's a really, really powerful guy. And he just says, everything that is meant to happen will happen. And so every time someone asks them something like, well, what about this? And what about that? He's like, well, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. And uh, I think, I don't know why it popped up in my head. I just hear like to live from a place where there's so much structure and rules and how you live life and how you can live life, can't live life, should live life, shouldn't live life, um, is be, is going against that flow. And I, I, I had this question because I really love that line and I, I feel like both of us are kind of experiencing that more and more. And the question I keep coming up against is, well, if that were true, okay, if I truly, truly believe that, then what's the point of effort? Like what's, you know, if it's, if it's all going to happen anyway, 
And if what's meant to happen will happen, right? Because you were talking about like being taken advantage of and things like that. And I, I believe that, you know, when you're being taken advantage of is obviously to, to realign you or move you off to a certain path or, or your, that's the experience you needed. You're also, you're also allowing for it. And, it. and it's based on a lack of self-worth, some kind of belief there that you're willing to not stand in your truth and have somebody maneuver your truth for you. Yeah. So in that world, I've just kind of been, because, you know, like, obviously we're, we're really uh, being used by surrender and, and letting go and, and all of this stuff um, and just effortlessness. And I was sharing stories with, with our cousin uh, while in Richmond. And I, I, I could just, it's interesting to me now that when I'm around people that aren't living in that space, mm-hmm. it makes it very evident for me how I used to operate and like the things that are coming out of their mouths and their resistance to it and all that stuff. It's like, you know, when we first understood integrity and you just walk out there and you see like everything that is an integrity, even your play, if, even if you're playing integrity at like this level, mm-hmm. it's still 99.9% above what normal human beings are operating at. So now in this whole world of surrender, um, I mean, it was amazing. I just, I, I share the story with, uh, with, uh, Alex about, how we manifested 250 K in seven days. And he's sitting there. And afterwards he's like, I have to tell you that my voice in my head was constantly, as I'm hearing the story, like, well, yeah, that's not realistic or yeah, that's not possible for me or, you know, like doing all the things. And I remember also like listening to the stories and, you know, I heard about, surrender and letting go. I think the first time that concept occurred to me was when I listened to Esther Hicks, that story about uh, rowing the boat and how ridiculous it is that we like row, row, row upstream because we want to be there and not there. And then every night we fall asleep and we find ourselves back in the same exact place mm-hmm. and really hard and do all this stuff. And she's like, just throw the goddamn words. You're going to end up where you're going to end up anyway. And it's really interesting just to watch that develop. And you can kind of like see your progress when you see other people still experiencing things and totally. like for the first time. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, yeah, I remember operating that way. Yeah. Like I've, I've really made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to, I just want to go back real quick. So again, uh, whew, man, so much stuff, you know, the, the, the idea of paradox, I won't go into too much, but like we're talking about being used in a negative connotation, but in a spiritual connotation, it's beautiful being used by God being used by surrender being used by possibility. Like I want to be a channel. I want to be a tool. I'm not at all at odds with that, that kind of usage. And, and because that usage has alignment, I feel like we could probably take any word in the vocabulary that has negative connotation when viewed through personal vibrational alignment. Unbelievable. A fucking gift every single time. Everything else is just you veering off the path and, and moving away from that kind of stuff. And, and I agree with you. Um, it's like great to see the, the journey we've been on, how much headway we've made. And it's, and it's at times difficult for me to, to watch the struggle now, uh, knowing how much, how much less effort is actually required to have the things and make the things happen. Um, and it's, a, it's enlightening at the same time. Cause I'm like, this is something I really, and stepping into in our coaching that was just not there before in a really new and profound new way that I'm like, damn, this is like big shit. 
And um, I'm just super excited to keep exploring and finding new pathways to share this with people to give them access to these experiences because it's just, it's the most profound shifts that I have made. And, and, and like, I don't know about you, but like the rate of growth that I'm experiencing today uh, from the world of being versus the world of doing. And it's like, I thought I knew what that meant <laughs> like years ago, especially like starting to do ayahuasca and stuff. But the way that it's, and the way that it's clicked in, uh, you know, definitely since Columbia and the last few months uh, this year is just profound to me. I, I, I've been having the experience because I talked to a lot of people in the developmental space and people who are just working on themselves a ton there to me, it seems like there was a really big energistic shift on the planet in February. Like something happened after the Chinese new year and, and like, I'm really experienced people as much more awake than they were just even a few months ago. And I mean, uh, that's a reflective of my, maybe of my own experience. Um, all right. Can I take this conversation in a slightly different direction? Sure. Good. All right. So the thing that I've been present to recently, uh, and it's come up in multiple conversations of mine and I'm speaking now specifically to you who are in the personal development space. You've, you've read the books, you've gone to seminars, you've worked with us, you've worked with other coaches, et cetera. And I want to invite you to your next level of transformation. When you transform and you transform quickly, what tends to happen, and tell me if I'm, if I'm on track when I'm ex explaining your experience, is you find yourself that you've transformed quickly and the people around you get freaked out. And they start saying things to you that you perceive as negative, right? That's like, what are you doing? You're being conned. You're being scammed. Don't listen to these people. Um, and then people just end up vacating your life. You leave them. You, you make up all sorts of justifications about why you shouldn't or shouldn't be with them, et cetera, et cetera. So does that resonate as something that you've experienced along your journey? So look, Guy and I have coached thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. And I want you to know that this is something that's very, very natural. I want to offer you a, a point of view. It's just a point of view. It's not the truth. This is not like, oh, if you don't do this, you don't, none of that. Okay. I just want you to purely listen to as this is an opportunity for your growth. And what I want to offer you is that the easy way out is to eliminate those people from your life. It's to say that you no longer serve me, you know, you know, like you're negatively impacting me and it's over. That's the easy way. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like uh, Sarah Jane saying you have to clear out the old to allow the new making space. I'm with that. And I want to offer you a little bit of a challenge. And that challenge is because the easy way out is, you know, you no longer speak my language, blah, blah, blah. And then you seek other groups. What if, just what if you have tools now and there's that great saying, like with great, with great power comes great responsibility with great power. Yeah. That was wrong to me. And I was like, I couldn't figure out why. So yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. Here's my thing. 
There's some of you in here, I know because some of you are working with us, that want to be coaches. And by the way, our Ascension program is a training ground where we train coaches. So you get to learn all the distinctions and experience them in your life and then go share those out with others. Um, so if it's something that you're interested in, definitely reach out to us. Having said that, as soon as you create the being of, I'm of service to others, I'm going to go out and go on this personal journey, okay? The rest of the people in your life haven't signed up for the journey. And more than that, when you start straying away, we call ourselves fringe dwellers, right? When you start straying away from the pack, people get nervous, people get scared, and they don't get nervous or scared for the reasons that you think. And that's what I want to offer you guys today. When someone's like, oh, why are you hanging out with those weird people? Or, oh, that, that course or seminar sounds stupid, or it's a cult or whatever. It's not, that's not the real thing. That's just their justification of the thing. The real thing could be like, wow, I'm about to lose a dear, dear friend of mine. Like, I find that I can't, you don't make time for me anymore. You talk about things right now that I completely don't understand. And I mean, I feel made stupid when we speak, mm. right? Like there's a sub, sub, sub reason, which is always the real reason why they're being impacted. Because again, think what guy said, every one of us is a child walking around. A child doesn't know that something is a cult or people are trying to deceive you. It doesn't, that's like the adult justification of it, right? What's underneath, and that's what I'm inviting you to, is to, most people operate in a world of like relationships are 50-50. And if they're really wise, they might get to a place where they're like relationships are 80-20 or 90-10, right? Like I will do almost everything. Just show me a little bit of effort. Just, just a little bit of effort. And then when that effort doesn't come, you're like, fuck you. You know, I put, I put so much effort into this and you haven't shown a lick of care. Relationships never work like that. And what the only way that relationships or anything like that would actually work is if you take 100% responsibility. So people say to me, like, I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want to be financially free. I want to be wealthy. I want a career. I want to follow my passion. You know how you get all of those things? And this is why we built Satori Prime. Give them to others. When the people in your life are in love, you will be in love. When the people around you are happy, you will be ecstatic. Because it all feeds that same energy, right? Now, here's the challenge. You have the tools. You have the ability to see things differently than they do. Work with those people. Be 100% responsible that you take on, not as true, okay? Not as true, not as in like, this is the way. Just take on for a nanosecond that you are responsible for that person feeling the way they feel right now. And that they're responding in however they know how to respond because of something that you are being. And if you truly cared about their happiness, whether you stay friends with them or not, that's completely up to you. Just if you're truly, truly responsible for their happiness, then you would get really interested into why they have a concern mm. or what that concern is. 
Because here's the key. When they say that thing, because guys, they don't know that that's the real concern. They truly believe that their justifications are the concern. They truly believe that they think like something is a scam or it's a con or it's a cult or you've gone off. That's what they believe, but that's like three levels over it. What they're really scared of is that they're going to lose you as a friend. That all of these decades of being friends with you are going out the window and someone, that thing, that thing out there is taking you from them. They're, they're now dealing with abandonment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, here's the thing. Like, what a gift it would be if you could actually get them to see that and apologize that you ever did that to them. And just own that you've been an asshole. Mm-hmm. You didn't mean to be an asshole, but here's it's, it's something that I heard in this book. Just because you didn't intend it doesn't mean you don't hurt somebody's feelings. And so you have people all over your life, if you've been doing this for any sort of time, that are hurt. And they haven't been heard because the thing that they truly wanted to say, they haven't been able to say. Because in most cases, they don't know that that's what they wanted to say. And if someone said to you, like, you know what, what it really is, is you just don't hang out with me anymore. And you're like, whoa, ouch, I got that, right? Like, you you can own that. And you haven't been hanging out with them because you made up some sort of story about how they are and every time you're around them, it's negative and this and that. And if you actually got that, like, that's the, what they've been trying to communicate with you, but they're a child, so they don't know how. And you let them say that. And they're like, Wow. John, like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what do we get to create together, co-create? Like, I'm still devoted to this relationship. Like, what would it look like now? I do want to spend more time with you. Or if someone's like, you know what? Every time you talk about this stuff, like, it, it fucking sounds weird. Great. Do you have to talk about this stuff? You don't, right? Maybe there's other things you guys, okay, I... Totally get that. What is it about that conversation that that makes you feel weird? Guys, I had this conversation with my wife. Because I move, Guy and I move at a very, very fast pace. you've, You've seen that, right? Like we're experienced junkies. We like move and move and move and grow and grow and grow. To her, this pace is overwhelming. So we created guidelines and rules of like how I can communicate that. And when she's overwhelmed, she's like, raise her hand. She's like, I can't listen anymore. Like I'm feeling that overwhelmed stuff and I stop because you know what? That relationship fucking matters to me more than anything else in the world. My transformation means shit. If the people around me aren't living extraordinary lives, mm. I've, I guy and I do this work so that we can share with people like you to have extraordinary lives. Mm. It's nothing without that. And so I'm, I'm challenging you, right, as people that follow Satori Prime and, and what we teach, it's not about you being transformed. It's about you fucking transforming everyone around you and you finding a way to share that with them in a way that they understand, in a way that feels good to them, <clears throat> not to challenge them, not to upset them, not to any of that. Just get them to a place where they're like, Oh, wow. Because you know what? That's real skills. Well, I want to, I wanna, again, just get more succinct with it because I'm a little bit concerned we're going into convergence over there. 
So I just want to, I know you're, that's not your intention. Um, so when you don't say like get them there, uh, I, I just want to say like, guys, when you, there's a, just a very big distinction between sharing an experience that you're having openly, authentically, and with the intention of really nothing more than sharing just to be known versus like, I'm sharing this because I need you to believe what I believe. Yes. And controlling and manipulating some kind of outcome with that person. That's not transforming your space. Yes. That's being an asshole. That, that's why they don't want to listen to you or talk to you or anything like that because you're on your spiritual enlightenment trip, you know, and you're using that as a point of reference not to judge everybody, which is not very enlightened, by the way. Yeah. Guy's point, this has literally nothing to do with them believing what you believe, uh, agreeing with what you believe. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's just get, have them experience life. Cause look right now there's a weight on their shoulders and that weight is a fear, a scared, a concern. And it's not new. You've just, your energy, your transformation has highlighted that for them. And they're in that spiral. How great would it be if you were able to help them get out of that space? Mm -hmm. Like, Look, you guys, I know Kathleen, for example, has had experiences with us, Richard Clark, Matt, for sure. Like when Guy and I have talked with you and listened to you to share with you and, and have you for the first time get a different perspective about your life, about your family, about your body, about your relationships, about anything. Didn't you feel like a massive weight was lifted off your shoulders? Like the world looked different. There were new possibilities. And how good did that feel? What if you could now be the catalyst for those people in your life to have the same kind of experience? Isn't that way more worth than you sitting on your wherever you are with like, I have a transformed life, fuck everybody else. And that's what I want to offer you. And like you could do with it. You know, I already saw like a a few people said um, challenge accepted. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Just think like, who could I speak to this week? And if you guys want, like, just write it in there and say, hey, my, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, my friend, my whatever. Just, like, speak, create into existence here in the comment box, okay? Who you would have these kind of conversations with this week. And, and be accountable. Like, make it happen. And, and I'll just leave it with this last thought here. It might take... Two, three, five, 15, 50 conversations. It's all there for your growth and development. That conversation, being able to share that experience with someone, lightening the load for somebody else, like it might not happen in the first one. It might be 50 conversations down the road and it would still be incredible for your growth and development. And that's what I just want to offer you guys today. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's, that's good. Definitely for sure. Uh, again, I just want to make sure everybody is like kind of aligned with, you know, if you walk into these conversations with an agenda, like there's some kind of outcome that needs to be met, chances are it is not going to go very well. Like nine out of 10 times, that's going to be a fucking disaster. Uh, the moment you have any kind of agenda, the way somebody's being in, in their occurring world is that the way that they're being or how they're operating is somehow wrong and that you want it altered. And when we feel made wrong, we don't go, yay, I can't wait to change. It's like the exact opposite. You dig in your fucking heels, like watch any 
any election, <laughs> any election in the world, that's what happens. Any argument, that's what happens. So know that you're coming into these conversations in an exploratory type of way. And to Elon's point earlier, when you ask somebody like what's going on, generally the first thing out of their mouth is not what's going on. That's the surface, uh, uninvestigated, kind of like rapid fire, automated response that we all have. Just like when somebody asks you about an opportunity that you might be interested in, you're like, sorry, I don't have time or money. Yeah. You're not investigating what's really so for you. It's not about the time or the money. There's something underneath that. You have some other concern or maybe you're afraid or maybe, you know, like you're worried about how it's going to change this circumstance or that circumstance. And it's really useful to ask somebody who's like, oh, is that really what's going on? Is there anything else under there? Or like, is there anything else going on? And then they answer the next thing. It's like, anything else going on? And you're just helping them investigate. And really what they're investigating is their own belief systems. Exactly. Because that, that's not a new thing for them. Like whatever their concern is with you in that moment, they've had that concern thousands, probably tens of thousands of times throughout their life, whether it was liminal or subliminal at some point in time. So one of the easiest pieces of coaching I can give anybody is the quickest way to change your life is to get really interested in everything. <laughs> and, and, and that's interested without any attachment to having any conclusions or understanding about what the fuck it is that you're interested in. I know that sounds so counter culture because count culture is let's gather as much information as possible. Well, we have access to a world of information at our fingertips and yet eight out of 10 Americans need to wake up and pop a pill into their mouth every fucking day just so they can operate in this reality. I don't know about you guys, but collecting information, when I look at the clues, and as far as increasing the quality of our lives, does not correlate. It just doesn't. Information unapplied is just philosophy. And I don't know about you guys, but if you sit around with a bunch of people who fucking spit philosophy, awesome. They sound good. Good dinner party guests. That's about it. Then you find out the quality of their life and their relationships are shit, their business is crap, and all the rest of it. Right. So it's prudent for like the easiest thing, honestly, for anybody, yourself, other people you talk to is whatever's coming out of your mouth. Instead of talking about it with certainty, you can have conviction, nothing wrong with that. If it's in alignment with you, but to speak about things like, you know, that they're true, really, you absolutely know that's true. If we, if we asked you two questions after that, we wouldn't find out that that's not absolutely true. So it's interesting, and this is the coaching, to think about things and then follow it up with, that's interesting, both for yourself and for everybody else. When somebody says something, it's like, oh, you're angry? Okay, that's interesting. What are you angry about? Because people, A, love to talk about themselves. We're all selfish. And B, when somebody feels like you're engaged and you're really listening and you're really interested it puts them into a natural state of self-discovery. It's why we spend time with our friends talking about things because they have subjectivity where we have objectivity and they help us illuminate blind spots for each other. And it's because of that. So you can, when they're talking, if you could just receive what they're saying, be like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't notice that before. Why do you feel that way? Oh, that's interesting that you feel that way. Right. And just, Keep engaging them and just watch that person naturally go into a state of discovery. They will literally coach themselves into a breakthrough. Yes. I don't know about you guys. My biggest breakthrough moments in my life are not like, they don't occur like revelations. They occur like no duh. I already knew that. But there was something specific in the field in that moment 
that creates a resonance alignment to who I say I am and what I'm about. There's just, I just, you instantly recognize that truth. Those are the moments that change your life more than anything in my personal opinion, because an understood breakthrough is a concept you now have to work on versus it being ontological in nature. Things that are ontological in nature, like no dumb moments, they work on you. You don't have to do anything. Those are the best breakthroughs in the world because you can't help but notice it everywhere once you get that breakthrough. Instead of like the, okay, step one, I don't feel good. <gasps> okay. You know, like, let me get my blueprint out. Uh, I don't feel good. So he told me to say, what's interesting, what's interesting about this? You know, and like, it, it'll make you fuck into a crazy person. And I'm not, I love Tony Robbins. He's got great work, but oftentimes that's what I find. That's a little bit like for me, doesn't work with his work is everything is just like calculated steps. Tim Ferriss is a little bit like that too. I just don't have that kind of mind. And I'm not saying he doesn't work for other people. Um, like my mind doesn't work in like, okay, step one, step two. And I know people love that, that analytical bullshit. I would, I would wager to guess though, if we investigated the people who operate through transformation and philosophy, they don't get all that much value. It, or it's very incremental in shifts versus the quantum leaps that are truly available to people when they stick themselves into a state of uncomfort- uncomfortability in the mystery and start enjoying the fuck out of the mystery. And if you really look at the natural state of kids, their questions, it's not like they're like, I need to solve the problems of the universe through understanding. They're just interested. They want to play. They're like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Elon's kids probably change their opinions and beliefs like 70 times a day, right? Yep. But they're engaged and they're joyful because they're, they allow themselves to live in a, in a mysterious way that engages their minds and their hearts and everything in an exploration of who they are and their personal belief of what their alignment is. Yep. <clears throat> and we really all have an opportunity to do that. And, and just to go back to the point before, and if you engage people, through a specific understanding you have, whether philosophical or psychological in nature, and you try to shove them into that container, it doesn't, it doesn't bode very well. It's, just, it's the same reason why so many people are taking pills, because we created so many goddamn distinctions around every sensation you have in your body, and then made it wrong and told you not to have it, and then let's pop a pill instead of that, instead of you actually being engaged and interested in why you feel that way in the first place. <laughs> so you numb yourself. And then you never actually have the breakthrough and all you do is cover it up. And then you have shit in the body that never gets released. That turns into disease and motherfucker, you're going to die. Yep. So it's, it's really, really, really not even important. It's important if you make it important, nothing's important unless you make it important to look at any belief structure you have and say, is this serving me? Is it serving the people in my life? that has increased the quality of my life, my wellness of being, my joy, my energy. By the way, that's the easiest thing to check in on, your energy. You have a lot of energy, in alignment. Your energy's down, not in alignment. Plain and simple. All right, guys, thank you so much. Love you, love you, love you. Have an amazing one. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. 
finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.